Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Ben Paget from Anytime Fitness, Amarillo, Texas. What's going on, Ben? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Good, man. Thanks for the invite. I, I appreciate it. Yes, of course. I'm excited to have you on, and I appreciate you giving some of your time out of that busy gym owner life to be here with us. Excited to hear your story. I know you've sold a couple Anytime Fitness facilities in the past, and now you have a new facility that you just acquired not too long ago um, that you're working on right now. Um, but awesome. So let's not waste any time here. How did you get started? What is it that made you get started with owning your own fitness facility? Um, you know, it, it started, of course, I mean, I, I started lifting weights and, you know, got into that probably when I was about 18, 19 cool. and I always did some of the lifting through athletics and, and stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm an athlete. I played soccer my whole life. Um, I'm also an avid golfer. I love to play golf. Um, but it's just always been important to me to stay in shape um, and, you know, try and stay young as long as possible. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I got, I got into that. Uh, like I said, lifting weights became a passion of mine. Um, you know, a weekly thing, daily thing. And, uh, I started going into a local gym here in Amarillo, Texas. And it's kind of funny. My, um, my wife was looking for a job when she was first out of college and, uh, she got hired on at, at the gym I was going to as a receptionist. Okay. So she worked there for a while and, and we got to know the owners pretty well. Um, and he liked me a lot and he just offered me a, a manager position, um, if it ever came available. And so it came available and I started, uh, that's how I got in. And I started managing this club for this guy back in like 2003, Cool. Um, you know, and uh, he started teaching me the business and, and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I, I worked for them for about 10 years and, it, and it's a big gym, right? It was probably like a 30,000 square feet facility. So it was very large um, compared to what I'm doing now. Um, and uh, I worked for him for a while, but I just... I realized that my, um, I couldn't really move up there. Right. You know I mean? I always, right. this, my work ethic is always, you know, I'm going to treat something like it's my own. Right. So I have a lot of pride in what I do. And so I just felt like I was doing all this for him and I wasn't getting much out of it. You know what I mean? As far as, uh, um, moving up, not, not that he was a bad person to work for. He wasn't, it's not that it's just that I wanted to move up. And, um, a friend had approached me about, um, opening a gym. Um, we didn't know what we wanted to do as far as, uh, you know, a big model. Gym. Yeah. Model things like that. Right. I mean, when you're trying to do that, I mean, a lot of your businesses fail right within a year. So right. <laughs> we wanted to make sure we were going to do the right thing. But, um, in that time being, uh, I actually made a lateral move over to an anytime. Right. So I worked for the anytime for a few years and we, I talked to my friends some more and uh, we were like, Hey, let's do an anytime, man. I like the model. Let's, let's roll with that. And so we opened our first one over across town here in Amarillo um, and just been doing it since man, managing personal training, uh, doing stuff like that. Awesome. Awesome. Now I would love for you to give 
the listeners your own elevator pitch of Anytime Fitness Amarillo and the services that you guys offer. Um, yeah, so, you know, the, the thing that really sold me for the Anytime that I liked uh, was their model, um, the 24-7 access. Yeah. I mean, you just can't beat that, man. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many times while I was, uh, you know, I worked at the other location, um, we always had to worry about a staff member being on time or being right. there, or if it snowed, or you know, are we going to be open on Christmas Day? I mean, I, you wouldn't believe how many people wanted me to be there on Christmas Day when I worked at the other place, right? So the anytime 24-7 access, you know, you don't have to be staffed, that type thing really sold me. But then whenever I got into these models, um, really, we have everything that all the large big box gyms have outside right. of, you know, like a swimming or basketball courts, things like that. Um, and I just really liked it. Um, you know, as far as me personally managing a club, it's I can I can it's small enough to where I can do everything I need to do. You know what I mean? And and uh, it wasn't just so big where I had to have a lot of help. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so I just like I said, really like their business model. You can get in, you can get out not busy right i mean that's another thing you know me getting off topic right there but uh you know like right now i think i got two people in here man three people so it, you know it's not uncommon to come in here and and you're by yourself right right you know um which compared is cool to a me. crunch you go to a crunch and there's you know 200 people in there that's correct relate. yeah you know and um so that's always, you know, my pitch to people that are wanting to try out anytime is, right. you know, if you're wanting to get away from a big box gym and you want more of like a private gym feel. Um, and, and I think anytime is, is one of your best places to be at. For yeah, sure, for know? sure. Okay, cool. So you're offering um, a 24 seven all access facility. I'm assuming your members entered through a key fob, correct? That's correct. Okay. Cool. Cool. That leads me to my next question about how many members are you currently serving right now? We're close to a thousand members. Close to a thousand. Awesome. So you're sitting at a thousand members. I do always like to ask, is that a number that you guys want to stop at? Or are you trying to hit the gas right now and see some new faces? You know, we have to be careful and not oversell our square footage here, yeah. right? Because I mean, again, going back to that's what we're offering outside uh, comparable to my competitors. Right. And so um, I don't want to get too many people in here and then that turns people off. Right. So, right. you know, normally a good number for as large as we are, is about a thousand to 1100, maybe 1200, 1200 members will probably be really pushing it. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't mind growing another, you know, 50 to hundred members, I would say. Cool. And, and so since, you know, you do want to see some type of growth at this at some point, or even in general, you know, what is your, your main, not tactic, I guess I'd say, but what's your go-to when it comes to getting new members in through the door? Is it more so like a word of mouth play? Do you guys run any type of like paid advertising, digital ads? Um, are you active on social media? Yeah. You know, um, social media is a big thing. Um, but in a small, smaller town like like Amarillo, mm -hmm. um, word of mouth is big, right? So we rely a lot on that and your location. So I mean, we're in an area of any or in an area of Amarillo that's growing pretty rapidly. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so you know what's also funny is, right? So we're we're a standalone building, 
outside of there's a um, Little Caesars that's connected to us on the on the um, south side over here. Okay. So you know that drives in people as well. You know, they spend <laughs> time. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Because we're right next to a dang you know pizza place. You know, right. I get people asking me all the time. They're like, "You go eat pizza over there all the time?" And I'm like, "No." I mean, I was like, I get it every once in a while, you know, but um, they were like, well, I'd be over there all the time, you know, and I'm just like, well, I don't, you know, but, um, you know, the, just, just the area is growing, man. And so that really helps push us. Um, we've looked into billboards and things like that, but I just don't, we haven't felt like the, um, the cost per, you know, people that are seeing that is really going to drive people in. Yeah. You know, when yeah, you can spend, geez, if we spent that amount of money on a billboard versus putting that on a social media, geez. You yeah, I mean, you so you, much more you would definitely get a reaction. much bigger return if you yeah. took the money that you would spend on a billboard, which is a hell of a lot of money, Correct. and throw it into, you know, some type of paid ad campaign. Um, uh, I, I talked to a lot of people, too, that still, you know, sometimes rely on radio advertising uh running stuff in the newspaper and different you know local magazines and i mean it, it does suck to say just how much the times have changed and how much social media and digital marketing has taken over um but that's even like the bad thing about word of mouth right is that although let's say you're able to get 10 15 members in last month on word of mouth i mean it seems like you guys have been growing at a steady pace but it, it's hard to look at the next three or four months and say that that rate of growth will continue, you know, at the same, same rate, at least. Yeah. Um, that's one thing where it's like, you know, digital marketing and paid ads, um, being able to run a Facebook campaign and track your cost per lead, your cost per acquisition, being able to track where your leads come from. It's really changed the game for, um, you know, so many gym owners and just having like a lead generation system. Um, is, um, I don't mean to cut you off, but there's one okay. thing that, I mean, uh, you talk about the Facebook deal, right? So right. Um, we, we do do some of those campaigns and things like that. The problem I run into is that, like I told you before, there's four anytimes in Amarillo. Yeah. So it becomes where, you know, I'll do some type of campaign, but then I'm getting people that are coming in that want to um, join the other location. Yeah. So I'm also advertising for all the any times when they're not helping that out at all. Does that make sense? Yeah, and you don't so want it's to hard, do it. It's really hard to target um, and get drive people into my location and not, you know, because people might see any time and they're like, oh yeah, I know where that's at. Well, that might be the one across town that's not there. Right. So then I just paid for advertising for the gym across town. Yeah. So it's hard, you know, because we're so saturated with any times around here, you know, and, and just, you know, uh, other gyms as well. So, yeah, I mean, definitely another variable that, that does, you know, make it different. I definitely something I think that is avoidable. It's still able to make, you're still able to make yourself stand out if you run them correctly. Uh, did you guys run the ads in-house or did you hire a marketing team? Does the anytime franchise kind of help you with running ads? Well, yeah, anytime does, and, and they'll run their big national campaigns, which helps drive people in as well. Okay. Um, but but we normally just do our own okay. uh, marketing, and then, you know, you can try and target um, a certain square foot. I mean, not, not square foot, square miles, yeah. right? So most people don't join a gym outside of about 
two to three miles from where they either live or they work. Mm -hmm. Right. So if I'm going to run something on social media, I'm going to try and really compact it to within this area. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, No people within two miles of me, that type thing. Right. Right. Especially if there's a ton of gyms around, um, it's kind of, you know, like, like, right, right. Um, no, definitely. When you ran the ads, I mean, it makes sense too, right? That it's harder to to run a successful campaign if you have four any times around you, yeah. and you know the franchise is all tossing you probably the same ad copy, the same Correct. like here, post this, right? Um, so, so when you did run them in house, did you get better results from doing that compared to you know running probably the more so cookie cutter ads that that the franchise gave you? Well, it depends on the year. Well, it depends on the time of the year, right? right. So, yeah. I mean, if, if any time runs a campaign in January um, versus me, a lot of times the campaign in January that they ran, I, I get a ton more than me, right? But that's because everybody's looking for a gym in January. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's just the timing of it, right? So, I mean, if I can time it correctly and do my own campaign outside of the anytime campaign, um, then I, I can have good success at it. You know, honestly, summertime um, is going to be our hardest months, right? You know, most people think it gets busy in the gym in the summer. It does not. Um, You know, people do more stuff outside, right? Right. So I think it's kind of important during your summer months to run a campaign uh, in-house, you know, that necessarily the anytime doesn't really do much in the summer that I've been aware of. Um, They normally target um you know maybe your fall your winter your spring generally you know um so i guess to answer your question i've seen both i've seen it where mine has worked better and i've seen it where corporates has worked better like i said it's just the timing of it in the year definitely definitely and what is um you know like your front-facing offer look like when you do run ads is it more so like a free weeks trial um you know free consultation it can be any of those. Um, anybody wants free, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Think, that's... Yeah. You see free and that's going to sell something, you know, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I like to do um, like maybe join for like a dollar down and get your first month free. Okay. Stuff like that seems to bring people in because they don't have to have that upfront cost of their first month. Right off right. The bat. You know, maybe they join for $20 and then we don't start any type of deuce for a month. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that seems to bring people in, um, always the no enrollment, you know, that type deal. Uh, we run one in the summertime, um, where you do like a summer for free. So they may join in May and then we don't start any dues until like August 1st. Right. You get, we get a little bit of an enrollment and then they don't have any due start that, that seems to really work well too. Yeah. Um, only problem with that that you have to think about as a gym owner is are they going to remember to pay their bill in three months right mm-hmm. so i've done that before and then i've had a lot of returns when it comes time to draft their account or whatever you know what i mean it, it we tend to have a little bit of increase and people forget you know like oh yeah i need to pay that that type thing so and and have you ever thought of trying to maybe like building more so like the private training aspect of your business, even like semi-private group training. I know, I know your facility is uh, a little bit smaller. There's probably not a big open space 
weeks here yeah. for group training. But just because in, in, you know, with the so many big box facilities that I've spoken with, that's where the money's really at, right? And being able to ascend members to higher levels of service, stuff like private training. Um, and, and like you said, you don't want to overpack your gym. And there is still ways to grow from within your facility. Um, have you ever thought of pushing more on that private training aspect of things? We have. Um, the only thing I don't like about the group training in my facility is if you do that, then you're taking away equipment to people that don't want to do the group training, right? So I don't want to upset, and this comes back to member retention, but I don't want to upset yeah. somebody that wants to do their own thing. And then we're taking up five or six pieces of equipment and they can't do that. Mm -hmm. They're going to go somewhere else. They are going to go to a big boss gym where there's more equipment, right? So I just don't feel like I'm built to do group training. Now, two right. or three people, okay, that you can make that work. But if we're talking, you know, five, 10 people, I'm just not large enough, man. I, I would need another 5,000 square feet, in my opinion, yeah. um, to buy to be able to do that. Um, man, I would like to do some more push personal training a little bit harder. Uh, I think the problem is, is I'm like, I only staff two people, myself and another person, right? right. A part-time guy. So, I mean, everything falls on me. So I don't have time to sit here and call and schedule training because I have all my other duties I've got to be doing. Right. So mm -hmm. we, you have to think about it as far as your cost. So if I hire two or three trainers, I'm going to have to pay them an hourly or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, versus how many actual, how much money am I actually going to be making off this training? Yeah. Um, because you know, your, your personal trainers, I mean, it's a luxury, right? I mean, it, sense, yeah, it yeah is. you know, so a certain demographic is people that can afford personal training, right? So, right. you know, a kid in his 20s that's just getting started may not be able to afford the three, three or 400 a month or whatever for training, right? So um, it's just, it, it's hard. I, I just would have to make sure that being able to staff that many people to be able to do what we need to do, would it be a good enough return, especially right. my demographic? You know, that's what I was talking to you about earlier is the amount of gyms in this town to actually get people um, to come in for training is tough. You know, yeah. um, I'm just yeah. thinking of like even ways to, you know, even combat that a, a lot of, you know, big box facilities that I know will, will run a lot of they, they survive off personal training you know that's like their main revenue driver and especially during the summer they'll run ads on transformation challenges you know transformation plays come in for six weeks lose 20 pounds um and so forth and of course it is like a pendulum right because at one point it's like you have too many trainers but but not enough you know members to to keep them Correct. busy and then it flips and then yeah. you have not enough trainers too many members so it definitely is finding that that in between balance um but i but i also like to say like at least 20% 30% of your members not only have the money for higher levels of service but you know it's something that that they want that they're willing to pay for and a lot of times as like business owners we just kind of forget to ask right like just ask it, maybe see if you ask your members, send out a handful of emails, be like, Hey, would you be interested in personal training if I got this going? Um, so yeah, That's I always true. like to bring. 
you know, I mean, that's the same thing. I've got so much on my plate, man. Yeah. That I, I do all of our day to day all the time. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, it's almost, sorry, my phone's here. Um, yeah. It's almost like I need, I, I do need somebody else here that, that I could let handle those duties and then let me handle the other stuff on the backside. So, you know, I, I do think that that's where, um, the personal training part of it is where we could do a better job as far as pushing that. And, and is that within your goals at all to, um, you know, eventually get to a point to where maybe you could hire like a, another managerial position so that you could focus more so on the business side of things? Is that something that you see, you know, maybe um, coming up in the future for you? Yeah. I mean, um, we're starting to get to a point where we may have, you know, a little bit more revenue to where we could do something like that. Um, you know, uh, uh, my business partner and I talk all the time, you know, um, but we would like to do other locations. Yeah. Right? Like maybe buy a couple more, that type deal too. So, you know, the personal training thing, so like I said, I, I think we need to try and do a better job on it. Um, but then again, when we talk, it's like we want to do more anytime, <laughs> right? So um, kind of, in my opinion, the best way these anytimes survive uh, is whenever you um, maybe own three or four of them, mm -hmm. you know, uh, where you can make sure you have your eye on everything and can put out a fire pretty quickly if you need to do something like that. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah uh, that makes sense. So, you know, basically get, get one up and established and making uh, a positive profit and then maybe start another one and kind of roll the money from this one into that one and kind of help it get going and so forth. Right. And then get maybe three or four of them, that type deal. Yeah. So, so kind of like, you know, copying and pasting the system that you have getting another facility. That's then right pasting it over there yes cool, sir cool. awesome mm -hmm. so so if you could wave let's say a magic wand here magic business wand and have your business be in the exact position that you want it the perfect anytime fitness to you um what would that really look like to you um you mean as far as like layout or maybe layout more so numbers right like what's oh, that that yeah, like that dream business. Um, what do you want your facility to look like to where you're like, okay, this is a perfect facility. Let's copy and paste everything that's going on over here when we get the second one. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say, you know, like, like I touched on earlier, you know, about a thousand to eleven hundred members, that type deal. Um, have two or three trainers, you know, that could um, help people out that that type thing. I hope For that sure. answers your question. I don't know. I know that's pretty vague, but no, no, that's good. And, and what do you think is like the biggest bottleneck that you're facing right now from, you know, I, I, I got the sense that like time is, is not a, a lot to you, but, but it's hard to find the free time that you want to at least, you know, focus on certain aspects of the business. What do you think is like that bottleneck for you that could open things up for you, at least to where maybe you could hire a couple trainers um, you know, hire some people to take on the responsibilities that you have that maybe isn't really moving the needle forward for you? Um, I don't know. Uh, Re-ask that question. Let me think about it again. What was it again? No, you're good. 
biggest bottleneck you're facing right now within the business in general? I just like to ask because a lot of listeners, you know, might be going through similar situations as you, you know, uh, as a business owner of any industry, especially fitness. I think it's mostly me taking on so much. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if I could free up a few things, then I could concentrate on something else. But I mean, right now I'm, I clean the facility. I do the payroll. I answer the phone. I mean, I just, the place lives and dies off of me, man. So it's just like anything you can think of, I handle that. So yeah, I mean, if there was a few things where, um, you know, I could maybe get somebody in here to kind of take over what I do. Yeah. And that would give me the opportunity to work on some other things that maybe we could grow at. Definitely. Definitely. Awesome. Awesome. So let's see here. Are, are you the one who also um, making the sales day to day as well? So when someone comes in, they're interested in the facility. Is that something that you partake in giving the tour, maybe a consultation? I do it all, man. I do it all. There you go. <laughs> I do. Rocking all yeah. the hats. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Do you guys do any, um, I know nutrition and accountability is something that isn't offered in many big box facilities. Do you guys offer anything like supplements, nutrition? Um, we we carry like a, a line called Top Trainer. Okay. Um, I don't really move a whole lot of it. Uh, you know, we offer it. And then if people have questions about it, I go over it and stuff. Um, it's so hard to compete with the internet nowadays, you know, and, and again, the other supplement, the local supplement stores as well, you know, um, as far as nutrition goes, um, you know, I'm not a certified nutritionist. Uh, I'm, I'm knowledgeable enough on it to, um, like just kind of counsel people. Right. Right. So, you know, try and explain to them, you know, uh, how, how different foods turn, turn to sugar in the body for fuel and things like that, you know, and just trying to educate them on you know when you're eating this what's happening in the body and and you know why that's probably not the best idea or to limit it or things like that you know so i, I do counsel people as far as that goes awesome, you know, awesome. And, your your and, nutrition or i'm sorry your supplement stuff has become a lot of just uh just the ready drink energy drinks yeah that people buy at any of your convenience stores, man. It's become a lot of that. Um, and then if you have a little bit of protein. Yeah. At the same time, it really depends how you have it set up. Right. Because most gyms, I think have, you know, supplements and kind of expect it to sell itself. And then it ends up sitting on the shelf and, you know, costing more money to end up just having sit there than it, the money that you make back. Um, But then again, I I know of other gyms that sell almost 20K a month in supplements and they put it in their sales process. You know, of course, this is usually pertaining to people that focus more on or not focus, but have that private training element. Right. So the people that come in for their consultation, um, you know, their goal, lose 20 pounds, end of the month, gain 20 pounds. Um, and you know, at the end of the consultation or even a week into them working out with a private trainer, that's when, um, you're able to offer, Hey, you know, I got, cause, cause when you think about it, at least 20 to 30% of your members are probably buying a protein, a BCA, maybe a pre-workout, um, creatine out outside of your facility. So it's like, if you could offer it inside, somehow implement it into a sales process. So they see the benefit that matches 
with the results that they want. Um, then it becomes kind of kind of clockwork of selling it. But just an idea as well, because you know, like we talked about, there is always ways to grow from within your facility. And like you right. said, you don't always want to add an extra 300 members just to get a little more profit here. Um, but cool, cool. So, so we know what you want for your business now, right? But, but what is it that you want from your business, um, Ben? We know that you want to open a couple more locations, maybe acquire a couple more facilities. Um, what are you looking for your gym to give back to you, your businesses? Um, I'm trying to explain that a bit better. I'm trying, I'm having a hard time understanding what that, what you're asking, I guess. No worries. What's the big picture for you, right? Um, you know, obviously you've owned a couple anytime fitnesses before you sold them. You have one now you want to get a couple more. What's the big picture for you? You know, what do you want the businesses to give back to you? Is it financial freedom? Is it, you know, um, just the love of being a gym owner and buying more facilities, um, stuff like that? Yeah, um, obviously job stability, right? Um, yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, I, I don't ask for a whole lot. Uh, that's a tough question, dude. That's not an easy one. No um, worries. I like asking tough questions, too. For yeah, me, I mean, I'll talk in my sense. Cause I've never really thought about it, to be honest with you. What do yeah. I want back from my business? I don't know, man. Um, you know, I think I get it, you know, cause, um, I'm fortunate enough to be able to do something that I love. Right. So just being able to, uh, interact with people from in, within the gym and, and like I said, building those relationships and things like that. Um, I think that's enough for me, man, you know, uh, um, yeah, just, you know, obviously financially, everybody wants to make money, right. To, yeah. to make a living and support your family. So, I mean, I guess I asked that of my, of the gym, right. Um, I don't know, man, that's a good question, dude. I hope I answered that. I don't think I did, but yeah, no, no, I no tried worries. To. No yeah. worries. I love it for me. I mean, I'll even speak on my end. Definitely. Yeah. Tell me, um, tell me. Yeah, yeah, just, I guess not not financial freedom, but the ability just to give people opportunities, people in my family, I have uh, most of my family's immigrants, um, you know, first generation, second generation, a lot of my family grew up in opportunities, or grew up in poverty. So I guess when I think about my reason for getting into business, it's really to give people options, opportunity, a way out. Um, but that's me myself. But 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 I appreciate you, Ben. And I think that's a pretty good place to start to wrap things up on this episode. Uh, but before we do sign out of here, please give a shout out to you know your website, social media pages, um, just so the listeners could find some more info on you and your gym. Yeah, um, just want to tell people to go to our uh, the Amarillo Facebook on Georgia Street, um, and then uh, I, I guess that's it, man. I don't <laughs> just. Hey, thanks everybody for being a member. And if you want to come to a nice facility, come in here. You of know, that's course. one thing I, I know we need to wrap it up, but that's one thing that I wanted to touch with you being a gym owner, just real quick. Um, as far as the sales goes, right. When somebody walks in my gym, um, I, I think it's very important that first impression, right. So yeah. for other gym owners, if they're trying to keep members, 
or get members to join is make sure your facility is nice and clean and picked up and nice and neat. I think that's a very important thing. You know, I spend a lot of time making sure we don't have broken equipment. The facility is nice because when that person walks in for a tour, man, if they see a dirty gym, I, I guarantee they're not going to want to join. Right. Agreed. So it's very important. And then your member retention, just keeping a clean facility. People will just want to stick around just because of that aspect alone. So, right. Um, anyway, I just wanted to touch on that real fast. Especially with COVID, you know, that that stuff is stressed even more, keeping clean, having a clean facility, disinfecting. Um, but awesome, Ben. I appreciate it once again. Ben Paget, you guys, from Anytime Fitness in Amarillo, Texas, on Georgia Street. Make sure you show up to the to the correct Anytime Fitness. But I appreciate yeah. it once again. Yeah, um, thanks, guys. I, I hope I answer questions and, and some of that made sense, man. This is my first podcast, so you know, a little nervous, but I hope I did a good job. Of course you did well. And to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. As for the listeners, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like, and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke, and joining us on the show are Christy and Nathan out of Kansas Built Fitness in Olathe, Kansas. Welcome to the show, guys. How are you? Thank you so much for having us. We're doing great. Doing great. Awesome. Well, I'm really excited to have you guys here today, and I thank you for taking time out of your busy day. It says a lot um, that you guys are able to sit down and have a conversation like this. I really appreciate it. Um, before we kind of dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on at Kansas Built Fitness and how you kind of run your facility, tell us a little bit about what it was that made you decide to open up the gym in the first place. Well, um, I've been in the personal training uh, industry for seven years now, and my wife, Christy, six years. Six, yeah. um, we both trained at a corporate box gym. Um, that's where I got my start as a personal trainer. Um, we eventually worked our way up to um, assistant fitness director, and then um, she actually, within the first two years, three years, became the head fitness, uh, fitness director at, at this gym. Um, but that's where we got our start. And then in 2019, the athletic club purchased another box commercial gym purchased where we work. Um, and so we went through the whole transition uh, process of a buyout um, and things like that. And then the pandemic hit in um, 2020. And of course that uh, threw everybody for a loop. Um, when we came out of the pandemic and we started to get back into um, getting things running at the gym again, uh, we got purchased again by a uh, bigger 
very corporate um, company that we just didn't align with um, when it came down to really our, our, our morals and, and how we want to run our business. Um, so we kind of had that as the catalyst to push us into starting our own facility. We've always wanted to, but never had the the need to, we were very comfortable where we were at. And so the risk just didn't seem, just didn't seem necessary at the time. But then when this company took over, um, it was kind of just the now or never kind of idea. So we really wanted to get away from the corporate side of things. And we really wanted to create our own space and our own culture and, uh, you know, create a, a fitness family really that we could just add people to and, and build, um, you know, a community around. Absolutely. I love to hear that, you know, you kind of have always had the experience within the industry and you decided to take the risk and eventually open up your own space. And now here you are with Kansas Built Fitness and you guys are thriving. Talk to us about, you know, what does your business model look like? Are you guys doing personal training? Are you doing group fitness? You know, what does that look like? Yeah, actually, that was part of the, you know, the catalyst with this transition into owning our own space was um, when COVID hit, it changed fitness for a lot of people. And it kind of started to shift people out of the idea of wanting to be in a large gym that had a lot of people around and we were still able to maintain our business and we were training our clients virtually for a lot of the lockdown time before. Um, and it really got us thinking about, you know, what do people really want out of, of a gym? And, you know, really what most people want is personalized attention. They don't want to feel like they're just another body in a building, but rather to have a connection with the people that they're engaging with in that environment. So that was the whole premise behind our business model was that we wanted to keep it personal. We wanted everyone to, you know, kind of like the whole cheers vibe. Everybody knows your name. And that's what we really wanted to focus on. So, and that's why we decided to get a little bit smaller of a space and primarily focus on the personal training, smaller group fitness classes that are trainer led. Um, and then, you know, we have built up some other skill sets in our career with nutrition coaching, reformer Pilates, you know, youth sports training, and then just general sports training. And so right now we are by appointment only. So everyone coming in is working directly with a trainer, whether in a group setting or one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, and that model has worked incredibly well for us. Um, and people really do. I mean, a lot of the feedback that we've gotten is that everyone feels like they are, are actually a part of our family. And, um, we actually started our business with a newborn. And so um, our first baby. And so, you know, our little one was strapped to one of our chests for pretty much the first three months we were running. Um, our dog comes to work with us every day. And so other people feel like they really have joined a family. And, um, you know, our entire training staff is family to us. And that has, you know, has really been such a, such a motivating and encouraging environment for us to work in. It's definitely a good way to kind of drive people in when they feel like they're a part of something more than just a gym. I mean, you can go to any gym and just not really find your place. 
Um, but the fact that you guys are creating a space where they feel like they have a home, um, that's, that's essential. Uh, so talk to me about, you know, what do memberships look like? Are they customized for each person or are there kind of different membership plans to choose from with these kind of small group classes and the personal training? Yeah, so um, with our group fitness, right now we are offering six different classes throughout the week. We've got some early AMs and then your PM class options and then weekends. Um, and that is kind of a monthly membership. So you can come to as many classes as you want to for a set rate for the month. Um, you can certainly do drop-in class rate as well on those. Um, and then that was another big aspect of what, how we decided to, to model our pricing was we wanted to make personalized training affordable for everyone. And so, you know, we, we really try to work with people's budget. So the group fitness is a great option for people who are working on a, a little bit smaller of a budget. And then we do have the one-on-one -on -one personal training hour sessions for you know eight to 12 sessions a month and then so that price gamut runs for what can work for people so our goal is always to make sure that when someone comes in and does their initial consultation that they don't leave feeling like they couldn't afford to do something about their health we are, i mean our goal from the very beginning of getting into personal training was to help as many people as possible and the only way we can do that is to make sure that we have pricing models that can fit for for all budgets and so that's um, worked really well for us. We really um, try to encourage some of the small group training as well. So one of our trainers is also a teacher and she's done an incredible job of helping these teachers find a way to get you know, the camaraderie of working out with coworkers on a budget that they can afford by grouping them in smaller groups of five to six. And they're getting, you know, an hour session with a trainer that's fairly customized and individualized at a really low rate. Yeah, and one of the most successful package options we have is kind of all-encompassing. It comes with the monthly group fitness classes at a discounted rate. It comes with monthly nutrition coaching at a discounted rate. Um, and then it comes with um, three-month or six-month commitment personal training options. Um, and so when you when you present that to somebody and you say like you are, you know, you are going to be taken step by step through all aspects that are necessary for you to get where you want to get, um, that really helps people kind of realize how, how important it is and, and how much easier it's going to be having that guidance, not just on the fitness side of things, but the nutrition side of things. And then the, um, like the camaraderie and, and the accountability side of the, the group class stuff. Absolutely. I think, you know, what I'm hearing from this entire thing is just, it's so personalized and anybody can kind of find their place within the pricing model, within the business model that you currently are offering. And that's so special because you can kind of market yourselves to all different types of people. You know, you're not offering a service that you know, nobody can afford, you're offering something that everybody can kind of find their healthy price point. Um, so that's, that's great. Talk to me kind of about what the process looks like. How do you find your clients? Are they coming in through word of mouth? Are they coming in through any sort of paid advertising? How do people hear about you? Yeah, so that's such a great question. And as brand new entrepreneurs, when we first started, we 
we were trainers. I mean, that is our, that's our bread and butter. That's what we know. Um, and so, you know, we, we really started out trying to, of course, on a limited budget, do everything ourselves, including the marketing. We were very fortunate and we're still every day, very grateful. We had a lot of clients that had worked with us in, in our previous place of employment who were loyal to us as trainers and came with us to kind of get the ball rolling. Um, and word of mouth referral is still our largest incoming clientele. Um, but along the way, we did end up hiring um, an outside marketing firm who has started doing all of our search engine optimization, um, does do our Facebook and Instagram advertisements, um, designed our website, and that has really boomed business. And so um, definitely a great return on investment with our work with them. Um, we've been really happy with getting the, you know, getting the hits on the site and then being able to convert those into consultations and then converting those people into paying clients. I think Absolutely. word of mouth has definitely been the, the most successful for us just because that, you know, Again, it's a it's a person, you know, recommending, you know, they've seen direct results, they know us, they know our facility, um, and then them recommending somebody, um, those people are, you know, are going to be much more likely to uh, give us a shot and, and come try us out. And, and anybody that does refer somebody that comes in for a consultation gets, you know, a 10% discount on their next package purchase as well. So we want to incentivize people to uh, bring other people in. We have uh, price discounts for, for small groups. So if we have a one-on-one -on -one client that wants a little bit of a price break, they bring in a friend, um, you know, it splits the cost up between the two of them for the, the same hour. So um, we try to incentivize as much of the, of the word of mouth as possible. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, I talk to gym owners all day, every day. And, and the one thing that I always hear in, in every conversation is word of mouth is key. Word of mouth is so vital um, in the growth of, of your business. Like we can market on social media and we can figure out how to do that. But word of mouth is really kind of what most people are relying on. Uh, so that's, that's great. You know, your clients, they trust you. They trust you enough to talk about you at the bar. They trust you enough to tell their kids, friends, parents about you, you know, it's just, it's, it's so essential. So talk to me, like, what are your goals? I would love to hear kind of what do you have planned for the future and how are you going to get there? That's such a great question. Um, you know, one of the first things that we, we talk about is growing our training team. And so right now we both train full-time and then some, uh, and then we have three other trainers who are starting to get pretty full. Um, thanks to the new business that's coming in. Um, we'd like to expand the training staff a little bit. Um, but with 3000 square feet, you do start to kind of run into that, recognizing that space does start to get a little bit tighter. And so we've been presented with a potential opportunity to actually expand into the warehouse that butts right up to our current facility. So that would double our square footage. Um, and so that's something we're looking to do in the spring of next year is, kind of, you know, 
tear down half a wall and push into the warehouse next door, uh, which would allow us to have enough extra space that we feel like we could open to a membership base. Most of the clients that we currently have training with us have, you know, said, hey, I'd be happy to, you know, have a gym membership with you and come in and do my off day workouts in your facility instead of having an additional membership at XYZ, you know, facility or working out at home. Um, so yeah, that's what we're looking at next is how do we grow in space and then offer more opportunities for people to come in and get those extra workouts in. Um, as far as, you know, how do we make that happen? The logistics of that is that's the nitty gritty stuff that you're talking about. So um, I'm kind of the plan ahead logistics person in this matter. So I have been able to find, um, I have so many great resources. Um, you know, I've got a client who's been an accountant for years, who's been really great at helping me look at the numbers in ways that my brain doesn't necessarily want to go. Um, and then we, you know, we've got this marketing team that's really helpful in looking at how do we market a change in who we started out as and so i think that's the biggest thing that's been a little bit of a hesitation for us is okay if we open up to an idea of a membership base how do we still keep that personalized everybody knows your name you know feeling that people have grown to love about our facility and so um those are the few things that we're starting to to work on to figure out the logistics of wow so you definitely have some big goals in mind you know big things that you want to achieve for the future and ultimately it just sounds like you guys want to get to a point where you can help as many people as possible whatever it looks like for that person because you know everybody's idea of fitness is a little bit different. So you guys are off gonna, hopefully going to be offering a service that everybody can kind of fall into regardless of what they kind of want for their health, what they want for their fitness. So it's, it's wonderful that you have those ideas in mind. In terms of kind of thinking about the clients that you already have right now and, and providing as much value as you can to them in, in any way possible. So you're offering nutrition, you're offering the group classes, you're offering semi-privates. Do you guys do any sort of supplementation, um, any extra on top of that um, to kind of increase that value? So we, um, you know, we haven't gotten into the realm of, um, you know, selling any products other than, you know, of course we want to do some merch with shirts and things like that. Um, but we have, have really talked about in the expanding process about having these you know accountability groups where when you come in and you purchase a membership you may or may not add on some group fitness or some personal training but how do you get connected with other people who are all working towards the same goals so you know having each trainer have a group of of members that they are holding accountable whether that's you know through a facebook group or community uh, a monthly meeting where everybody can come in for an hour and kind of talk about the things that they've done that have worked well or what are their struggles um, and get you know some one-on-one -on -one advice and then i think 
a lot of times it's really easy to hear your trainer say something and think, well, it's because you work at a gym or you've always done this, but hearing from your peers, other people who may have struggled with their weight for, you know, X number of years, what are they doing and how are they managing a busy lifestyle or being a mom or all the things that are real about life that make being you know, dedicated to our fitness so difficult. So I think something like that would be a great way of, you know, keeping that community feel um, and then adding something extra that you're not going to find at every other gym. She also has um, developed a series of uh, workshops, um, several of them nutrition based, um, but we also have uh, workshops that, that are going to lean more towards, um, you know, off day workouts, recovery days, um, different things that you can do that's going to help increase, um, you know, the results that you see um, and just kind of teach. I mean, we want we want to teach. We don't want to just, you know, have somebody blindly follow what we what we say. We want to inform them on on how to make their own decisions on on how to do what's best for them, because it's really it's it's not a temporary thing. It, it needs to be a, a total lifestyle change. And you can't just uh, expect somebody to, you know, come to a personal trainer their whole life or, or anything like that. And so to be able to teach them how to do things on their own and, um, get them in the right direction on their own is, is kind of where we want to go. Yeah, definitely. You know, the accountability piece, it's not something that every gym offers, but when gyms do offer that, it increases like the lifetime value of that client because you're not only providing them with the fitness aspect and maybe the nutrition aspect, but you're giving them a person that will literally be a resource for them 24 seven. And a lot of times that's what people need in order to be successful, whether they realize it or not. When you have an accountability coach on your side, your levels of success are going to always be a lot higher. So the fact that you're looking into that is really, really exciting. Um, I always kind of like to end things with a question a mic drop moment where or what is a word of advice that somebody has given you since you guys have been business owners that has really resonated with you as a business owner uh just keep showing up just keep showing up uh days are not always um stellar um and there's definitely plenty of moments um through the whole process where it felt um, impossible, overwhelming. Um, you know, we've had plenty of what were we thinking kind of moments. Uh, I mean, we weren't prepared for this. Ne neither of us have any business experience or anything of, of the sort there. And so uh, we were kind of just forced into this and, and we just hit hit the ground running and we took it one day at a time and and we just kept showing up um, and, and giving it, everything that we had. I think, yeah, I mean, definitely that. I think we remind each other of that a lot. There are a lot of times with, you know, a young kiddo and, and we, we really want everyone to have such a great experience that, you know, we take it very personally, whether or not people are getting the results that they're, you know, they're coming for us to get. Um, but I also think that, you know, remembering that, we we still have to as a business owner you still have to rest you still have to take care of yourself and and it's really hard to prioritize the things that you need to be functioning at your best when there's a million other things to be done 
But as they always say, you know, you're in an airplane crash and whose mask do you put on first? You got to put on your own mask first. And so remembering to take care of yourself and, you know, we're lucky enough to have each other and remember to take care of each other. And then we can be there for our staff and we can be there for our clients and we can be there to be the best business owners and the best personal trainers that we can be. I love it. It's so important. You know, a lot of times we take care of everything else but ourselves, but ultimately if we're not taking care of ourselves, our businesses are not going to thrive. So thank you for that mic drop moment. Um, Where can our listeners find you guys on social media if they want to follow along for the journey? So we're on Instagram and Facebook at Kansas Built Fitness, and our website is kansasbuiltfitness.com. So we would love to share our journey. We try to be really transparent and would love to have some more followers. Awesome. Well, I'm definitely going to follow you. Hopefully some of the listeners do too. Um, We absolutely appreciate you guys being here today. And thank you for taking time out of your busy day to be here. Um, It it was a great conversation. Hopefully we were able to provide value to somebody out there. Um, For our listeners, we appreciate you guys as well. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes to hit that like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in following, along and sharing your story within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily. And joining us on the show is Anthony from Train HD out of Albany, New York. What's going on, man? How are we doing today? Good, Emily. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for asking. So... Before we really dive into the nitty-gritty of what you guys have going on at Train HD, tell us a little bit about how you describe your business to people and what made you want to start your gym in the first place. So our whole mission statement when we first started opening our gym was, you know, we wanted to be a continuum of like healthcare. So we wanted to change the way fitness was done. We wanted to make sure that when people are coming out of a healthcare facility or before they even get into one, we are the primary people that they see um, to help with, you know, prevention, disease prevention, you know, orthopedic prevention, things like that. Um, my facility started, uh, I just out of an idea that I was training a lot of clients and I wanted to kind of branch out on my own, be my own entrepreneur. I had a lot of great connections in the Albany area so far. And I thought that I could really give people a 
different type of service that they've never seen before. Yeah. So with that being said, like what type of services are you offering your members? So we do a few different service offerings. So we do our main bread and butter is our group training. Um, that's a 10 person group training. Uh, we also also personal training, two on one training, and we also dive more into like um, physiological assessments. We do VO2 max testing. We do resting metabolic rate testing, blood lactic testing for certain people. But the key thing that we do, I think that separates us from other people is that no one ever enters our facility without running through these full assessments. Um, about 10 years ago, when I first, not nah, 15 years ago, when I first started in this uh, field, I was introduced to what they call the functional movement screen. I'm sure people have talked about it. And that really is what kind of separated my business from other people's businesses, that I would get people in the facility and bring them through a movement screen assessment. We'd find different injuries that they may have or, you know, different movement uh, competencies that they may be failing. And I would en end up fixing those things pretty quickly. And I think that was one way that I really built like a lot of trust in clients, you know, people coming in with back pain, I'd bring them to a movement screen. We do a few different things that maybe their physical therapist wasn't doing with them. And all of a sudden their back pain be gone. And really that's kind of how we built train HD. So everyone kind of comes in and goes through these preliminary assessments before they ever start picking up a weight or anything like that. That's cool. So it sounds like they, have a really holistic view of exactly where they're at. Absolutely. Okay. So prior to starting your gym, what were you doing? Were you working in the fitness industry already or in a completely different industry? Um, so I was actually getting my bachelor's degree from Manhattan College in exercise science. And about midway through my last year, I decided I wanted to start making some money. So I sat for my personal training certification kind of in that last year. And I started training right away. I started sending out resumes, things like that. I finally uh, hit with a guy up here in Albany, New York. I was living down in New York City at the time. He uh, did. I did an interview on the subway system. I was riding the subway. I did my interview. I moved up to Albany, New York, and I immediately started marketing myself, started you know, get, putting my feet on the ground, started building my client base, and really kind of snowballed, to be honest with you. I didn't have any sort of expectations. I didn't have anything. I just was like, I want to make some money. This is how I have to do it. I need to really start, you know, hitting the, hitting the pavement, you know, start yeah. talking to people. So one of your goals for starting your business was to make money, right? Right. Absolutely. The reason I'm asking is because I run into a lot of gym owners who were like, I didn't, I didn't get into this business to make money. I'm, I'm here for impact in my clients, which that's impact is great. But also yeah. I think that there's a belief out there that you cannot make money in this industry. Yeah. I, um, Go ahead. I think that if you're in business, stop making money. I think that you're not in business for the right reasons. I think that we need to understand our own value too. We offer a service. We provide a service. We, if we, it's a high level service, we should, we deserve high level pay. You know, I think that's important. I think a lot of gym owners need to get out of their way with that. You know, I talk to my staff all the time about that. We are here. We are not in the charity business. You know, we do have things that we do donate to. We do give charitable contributions back to our own community and things like that. But we're here to make money. This isn't charity. We want to provide a living for ourselves. We want to provide a living for our staff. And we also offer a great service. If you go to a plumber, a electrician, a chiropractor, a physical therapist, they're all charging what they deserve to charge. So the fitness business needs to move into that as well, I think. I definitely agree with that. Is yeah. that something that you personally struggled with at all or found challenging in the beginning? I think that when I first started, I think asking for money is one of the hardest things that we can possibly do. And mm -hmm. I think that once you overcome 
the the scaredness of asking for money i think you start understanding that people understand what you're giving them and they're willing to give you money for it or they're 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 willing to sign up for what you're offering you know so i think uh there's a few different seminars i've taken over the years with people like thomas Plummer and things like that and they've really shifted my mindset about like you shouldn't be scared to ask people for what you're worth boom all right yeah. let's continue on very good uh that was very well said so let's talk a little bit about marketing and how you guys are, are getting the door before we got on air you alluded to some like exponential growth in your business um was it like when you first opened the doors or a little bit into this um so when we first opened our doors i had this like you know how i'm sure a lot of business owners sit down they write there this is how many clients i need to you know make my rent make my blah 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 pay my bills um and i remember my number being something like 40 clients or something like that i can't remember when we first opened our doors Within the first month or two, we had a small loan we took out. I took out to open the facility. We paid that loan. I paid that loan back within uh, four weeks of opening the gym. We, our first year in business, we had, you know, easily, I can't remember our exact sales, but one of our biggest sales years we've ever had. And the second year it grew, third year it grew. Um, COVID hit, obviously things dropped down a little bit. But 2022 is easily our single best year in business. Really? So I think people are seeking out these smaller training centers more than they are these big box training centers nowadays. I think people are more educated, too, on what they need. Yeah. So let's say I were to move to Albany, New York, and I'm looking for a gym because that's exactly what I would do if I moved to a new city. One of the first things. Yep. So how would I know that Train HD exists? Um. As far as marketing goes, most of our marketing is word of mouth, okay? We have positioned ourselves, and this was one of my major things when I put the gym in where we, I, I, when I looked for the location of where we put the gym, one of my major things that I was looking at was income basis, okay? I know that sounds crazy, but I did a whole, I worked with a real estate agent, and we could see surrounding areas, you know, one mile, two miles, three miles. What was the median income, right? What was the average home price? Things like that. So. I think in Albany, everything's very parsed out. There's like, you know, very strategic, like it's this area of Albany or this area of Albany or this area of Albany. And we kind of put ourselves in a neighborhood where there was, there was a lot of money kind of going around. So if you're in our neighborhood, you know, you, we exist. If you're outside of our neighborhood, you probably only know we exist because someone's told you about it. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So word of mouth. Um, word of mouth definitely. Is there anything when it comes to marketing that didn't work as well as you thought it would? Um, so as far as marketing goes, I think the one thing I've met with plenty of people over the years who have tried to convince me of this, but the one thing that people really want us to do is social media marketing. Um, but I think that works if you don't have the demographic that we have. So I've done research on like our demographic and 60% of the people who come to our gym do not have a social media account. So what is your uh, your niche, your, demog your demographic? Uh, about 45 to 65-year-old professionals, median income over $100,000 a year, majority females, okay? But that, not to say, I think we have 40% men population in our gym, too. It's about a 60-40 split. Mm -hmm. But again, older professionals, you know, kids out of the house, probably. At this point, you. yeah. Okay. 
So basically what you're saying is you found that they're not necessarily on Facebook and Instagram like the younger generation. They're not. You know, we we, we, we have both social medias. Um, We put content out on there as we feel like we need to, but it's actually, we use it more as a driver to like keep our current clients engaged. I gotcha. Okay. And it is to build new clients. Okay. So, I mean, would you guys say that you're in a phase where you are still building that gen pop of uh, the population that you have? Um. Yeah, I think we're always in a phase of building. I never want to yes. say that we're not looking for new clients and things like that. Yeah. But our, our biggest referrals come from word of mouth and just our strategic partnerships that I have all over the capital district. Yeah. So do you think that in the future, like since you're always in a phase of building that you ever have to kind of change the way that you go about marketing? Um. Yeah, certainly. There's always there's always ways to to grow and to do better. I think the way we do our marketing right now is that just because we're such a small team, um, my whole goal is like, we know our big months. Our big months are September, um, March, and funny enough, July for some reason. So right around those times, I always make a hard marketing push. Um, I have a strategic plan that we lay out and it's like every week, what are we doing? You know, is it an event? Is it a 5k? Is it a, you know, I think showing ourselves in our community is more important than showing ourselves on social media, but we do put stuff out on social media in those months because I don't know why I can't tell you. Maybe it's back to school, the March thing, maybe summer's coming July. I have no idea why July is one of our biggest months, but mm-hmm. you think more people be on vacation in upstate New York, but yeah, it seems like they're not. Okay. So with you being the business owner, are you doing like the majority of the sales or does somebody, do you have somebody else do that for you? Um, actually I think, so it's funny. So when we first started opening this business, I would do all the initial consultations and things like that. Um, now I have honestly, two of my staff members do more of the consultations. I find they're much nicer people than me to talk to. And I I got a couple of employees that are great at doing the initial consultation practice when they come in. I, I only do consultations at this point, if it's coming from one of the physical therapists that we work with one of the, or one of the orthopedic doctors that we work with, because generally they're coming with more severe cases than the general population, but we all do consultations. It's really who's open on the schedule at the time, but I tend to lean on them more than myself at this point. I gotcha. So being that your target audience, you said they're 45, 60 years old, 45 yep. to 60, right? Yeah. 45 to 65. Making over six figures a year. Um, yeah. Do you believe that you are charging what you guys are worth? Yes. We've okay. actually did a, we've actually done a price like this year too. Really? Really? Yep. So was it, um, did you have any issues when bringing on other people and other trainers when it comes to like charging higher prices? Was that like a hurdle you had to, to get through or were they just like, let's do this? Um, no, because I think at train HD, we kind of work as a team. I think our prices are prices. Um, Obviously, a lot of our members have known me for 15 years at this point, and I think they, they trust my judgment on you know what we're charging and the people I bring in to train. So I think there's a lot of trust factor that goes on in our small gym, you know, so, yeah, you know, when we, anytime you put a increase in prices out, you're questioning yourself. But I'll tell you what, we just did it in August. Everyone was like, it's about time. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sure that it's, a, it's a great feeling to have. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about um, some of the challenges that you guys might be working through. 
are there any particular challenges that you are working on overcoming right now? And if so, like, what's the strategy around that? Um, the biggest challenge that we are seeing right now is a space issue in our facility, honestly. Um, our prime times are five, are let's say four to seven o'clock at night. We are coming into a place right now where we don't have room to train more people. And that's not a good feeling to have as a gym owner. Um, so if the main room is being used for a class at five, we have one person training in the back, maybe two on one. Then we have another single personal training client going on. I still have another staff member that doesn't have a space to train. So this brings about a few issues. One, most people want to train in those prime times, right? You know, after work, people want to come into the gym. We don't want, we no longer have space because our classes are capped. Our trainers are capped. Our space is capped. Um, so what do we do? We got to turn people away. That's never a good feeling to have. So really over the last, like, let's call it five months, I've really been juggling like scheduling and things like that to accommodate as many people as possible, but we've certainly been falling short. So currently we're working with our landlord to try to figure out how we gain more space. There's a bank next to us that has some area that they may not need. So really I'm in talks of negotiation right now with our landlord to increase our space because if we increase our space, it increases our revenue. Right. And that's the important thing to me. Yeah. It increases our overhead, but it also increases our revenue for the better. So yeah, that's yeah. kind of our big challenge right now, which is a good thing, to, good challenge to have. But yeah, for sure. You certainly so, don't want a reputation of turning people away from your gym. Yeah. Have you guys gotten to a point where you have a waiting list yet or no? At those times, definitely. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. So you know, someone wants to train at two o'clock in the afternoon. We're wide open, but <laughs> not too many people have that ability. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the future of TrainHD and what you guys are working towards. So what are your goals for 2023? So and, and, go ahead. No, what were you going to say? Yeah. I was like, by the, in December, like what do you want the gym to look like in terms of membership basis, revenue? I know you guys are really talking to your landlord about expanding into a bigger space. Um. So in this next year, so my big, my big strategy for this next year, as far as our business growth goes is I always like to see growth year to year. Um, I think the one thing that we need to do better, and I think we actually are doing it, um, we need to branch out. We need to be able to offer different things within that within our facility. We need different streams of revenue. Um, the training is great. The group training is great. Personal training is great. Um, last year, we brought in all the metabolic testing and things like that. Um, so that was a whole other revenue stream that we started gaining money from. This year, it's more strategic partnerships that I'm working with. So, you know, I have a, I have a little daughter. She's 12 years old. So right now we're working with the Albany Little League. So now we have two of their softball teams, 12U and 14U softball teams. They're training for the next four months with us. So it's like now we're gaining revenue from a strategic partner. You know, um, right now we're, we started in December and this is kind of like beta testing for me a little bit. So I put together a 90 day curriculum, basically what we call like a 90 day challenge for our current members. And it's really a habit building challenge throughout the year. Everyone starts with you know, baseline assessments, metabolic assessments, and things like that. But we make them um, choose strategic small goals that are not, they're objective goals, right? You know, what, what can we accomplish in the next 90 days? Small goals. It's not a weight loss goal. It's a eat more protein goal. So it's really an educational program that we've designed each week. There's a bunch of different parameters that go into it. But my goal with this is to present this to as many different um, general practitioners, 
in the area, you know, orthopedics in the area? How do we get people in a healthier routine of building habits, not just going to their doctor, getting on cholesterol, lowering medications, blood pressure, lowering medications? How do we get these people more educated to start a health and wellness routine? So my, I guess, you know, long story short, my goal is to start presenting this around the capital region as something that is viable, is accomplishable, because we're coming up on our 90 days here. And I'll tell you what, everyone's seen awesome results on it so far. Really? Yeah. Okay. That just, is awesome. I really yeah. hope, hope you guys are going to be able to, to get the word out there for sure. Absolutely. All right. So one more question for you before we wrap up. Yeah. Um, knowing what you know now, give yourself a piece of advice that you probably needed when you first began your gym or first opened your gym. Oh man. So I would say the one thing that I wish I did more of, or wish I was better at, or actually when I teach in classroom settings, that's what I tell people. This business is 100% about customer service, right? And if you can be really good at the customer service side of these things, the follow-up side of these things, um, it goes such a long way. You know, when I first started the gym, I was very, you know, adamant on like, I'm hiring people because of their education, because I have a high level education in exercise. But really what I think this now, seven years later, I don't hire on education as much as I hire on how someone's personality is, right? Are they a good person, right? And I think that goes a long way in our business. Just be a good person, right? Learn the customer service route, learn how to you know market yourself. I didn't know this stuff going in. Um, I just was like, I like to work out. I have a bachelor's in exercise science. I can make this work, but it was a long struggle. And I think that over the last three years, I've learned more of it owning my own business than anything else. Yeah. Well, Anthony, thank you so much for sharing that wisdom. This is a really good place for us to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, please tell our listeners where they can find you. So you guys can uh, find us at trainhd.com. Our Instagram is trainhd265. So those are the two places that you can uh, check us out. All right, Anthony. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And of course, looking forward to seeing what you guys are going to be able to accomplish down the road. So thank you, Emily. You're welcome. To everybody who's in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like, subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model from the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.